Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 127 of the finest bow hunting podcast ever to be produced in Sherrard, Illinois. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Buckatorium. Lovely, beautiful Sherrard, Illinois. This is the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. My name's Steve. In the studio, Kurt Geyer. Hello. Eric Homin or Herman? I've never known. Oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. I'm here, though. This is, is going to be a super cool episode because not only do we have Another half of the Mile Tine Club. Which is a thing you made up. Yeah. I, I'm fond of it. Ross Bigger and Clark Cummings, who Clark's in the studio. He's not even the main guest. He's like he's like the feature act. I'm a helper. Yeah. <laughs> a helper, yes. The closing act, the main event, the show, the drop time of the Mile Tine Club, Matt Cummings. Matt, what's going on? Nothing much. Nothing much. <laughs> you, right you'd on, rather right be on. playing Xbox and hanging out with a bunch of... <laughs> Old dudes, right? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> that's Pretty much. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, this could be a this could be a cool episode. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, I just want to say, um, big sh- uh, shout out to uh, Andrew Smith, 
Sorry, I uh, had you go to a show. We got double booked, so uh, go show that guy some love, Scott uh, Scott show, Smith from Smith's Custom Meats. Explain this, though. You were supposed to do a comedy show tonight. Yeah, I was supposed to do stand-up. I invited a bunch of people, and then you're like, yeah, I can't wait for that podcast Friday. <laughs> I go, Friday? No, I got a show to do. And it's like, no, it's Matt Cummings' episode. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, oh, so I thought I was like, all right, well, no one shows up to the shows I do anyway. And like literally two minutes before we're about to go on, he's like, so uh, where are you at? I'm like, oh man! Just so everyone no. knows, like, I, this wasn't a last second thing. It like, was this not. This thing has no. been planned for no. a month, at least, a, at least a month, <laughs> three weeks, a month, maybe. Uh, my iPhone calendar, or whatever. Yeah, but, it's uh, it's cool, Steve. Whatever. Yeah, Andrew and Aaron, um, I love you two to death. Well, uh, I, I'll make it. I'll make it worth your while. Well, you're Sorry. great. Uh, <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by HHA Sports. Uh, we were just on the HHA Sports YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great videos on there of the most beautiful man on the planet, oh. Scott Bakken. Yep. What um, a beautiful man! Man, he's some man candy, ain't he? But uh, you know, he, I have that <laughs> same shirt. I have he's that gorgeous. that property of HHA. I have that same shirt. It does not fit me the same way it fits him. Well, no, no. So yeah, like when you wear it, it screams. It looks like in I'm pain. Like, it looks like <laughs> I, like I'm I, I'm sn- smuggling a bag of cottage cheese. In a Ziploc bag under that shirt. Him, it's just all muscle. Adonis, if you will. <laughs> but HHA Sports, uh, the leader in uh, single-pin sites. Yep. Um, they also have the multi-pin and the, the new rest coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but a lot of questions on how to site in a single-pin site. If you go to their uh, YouTube channel, there's uh, some great videos of Scott explaining how mm-hmm. to site it in from yeah, 1 it, to 40, or you can do 1 to 60 yeah, as well. It walks you right through it every single step. So Very Absolutely. well done. they got some cool stuff on there, yep. so check out HHA Sports. And uh, they're doing good things. All American made, lifetime warranty. Yep. Uh, the podcast is all to, also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Also American made. Also American yep. made. Great people, great products. Um, from the, the products. Ozone Go to the gear bag to the, the closets to the equipment station. Mm-hmm. There. Oh, and the new grenade. Yes. Um, yep. Like a vapor wind checker. There's one behind Clark. Have you seen that thing yet? Oh, you, yeah. saw, you saw it at the show at ATA. Yeah, hey, I like that thing, huh? Yeah, I've got one. Do you? Yeah, they're pretty slick. They were yeah. handing them out like candy, which is, well, I don't know, like candy. That might be an overstatement. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even the Ozone Goes and stuff like that, I know they were doing a lot of giveaways. And um, they make good, great products. And uh, we love Dan from Scent Crusher. He's a great a great guy. He's helped us out <laughs> a lot. Dan is the man. We're looking forward to the year with Scent Crusher. And uh, another American-made product, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. <laughs> your locally grown deer, you can take it there. And uh, uh, Scott, sorry I disappointed your son. I just want to get that out there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, in Viola, Illinois, man, he's uh, he's still working hard. He's going to be finished up here at the end of March, hopefully, with um, all the deer that he's taken in. That's insane. It's a lot of work. It's it's That's a ton insane. of work, man. They put that new freezer to work. And, I, man, when he, you know, when he... When you see it from the outside, not you know really a freezer. It it's more like a really, really, really frigid cold apartment. You yeah, can live like in a, it if you yeah. wanted to. It's <laughs> huge, man. It's like an igloo. You could park a car in it. You it's park. You could park three Buicks in it. I'm guessing. I haven't got the full <laughs> spectrum, but it's huge. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's. I uh, love him and his family um, when I'm not letting him down. But uh, this podcast yeah. is also brought to you by yes. 164 Outdoors. Bazinga! Take it over, Steve. 164 Outdoors. If you're in uh, if you're in the Bigsville, Illinois area, and you're thinking to yourself, "Hey, you know what? I want to buy an elite bow from a really pretty man." You're gonna go right down. It's on Highway 164, <laughs> and uh, Ross is gonna set you up. Ross Bigger, love that guy to death. Great beard, great bows, great service. Give him a call before you show. Up. Don't do, don't just show up. You gotta call him. 
Um, but he's got a really cool operation uh, going on out there. Um, so check him out. He's on uh, Instagram and Facebook, 164 Outdoors. Um, if you're near the Monmouth, Illinois area, this is where you're going to want to go. Well, he's not yep. far from Monmouth. Probably. Or Burlington, Iowa, either. Yep, right I mean, across the river. Mm-hmm. Link yeah. to uh, his Facebook page for 164 Outdoors is in the description of the episode. Um, so check that out. And I think you just made a slogan for him. Great beard, great... Bo- what was it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back <laughs> he, and listen. He can remember. <laughs> great beard, great bows, great... This is all we'll, the, we'll figure it out. This is all a freestyle rap, basically, in Steve's mind <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the other half of the Mile Tine Club. So uh, pretty soon in a couple years, his kid's also going to be shooting monster deer. So that's the other half of the drop tines. <laughs> that's right. Okay. The other side. The other <laughs> yeah. main beam. All right. And uh, vet shout out. We're going to do a vet shout out. It's going to be uh, for the Dark Horse Lodge. Um Guys, we talk about it each and every week. Dark Horse Lodge is a peaceful retreat for combat vets. They're working on building it. They're going to be working with you on know, local DNR down there. Um, it's you know for for guys who go over and sign that blank check. You know they go. They don't know if they're coming home, but you know these guys uh, obviously go do things that I, I never did. And um, you know here's a great way to pay them back. It'll be they'll be able to hunt, fish, you know, just hang out. Um, Check out darkhorselodge.org. If you want to donate, uh, check their email address. They're on social media. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, go to smile.amazon.com. Not going to cost you any more. Just a portion of your proceeds will go to the Dark Horse Lodge. Select it. It's that easy. So when you go to buy, I don't know, bearings for your skateboard or whatever, boom, you're going to have a combat try something vest. else? Like maybe you're going to buy fletchings for your arrows. Or broadheads <laughs> or something. Well, yeah. But bearings for but, your but skateboard? Well, but what you're kind not of podcast gonna, do you think we do? But you're not going to buy a whole lot of archery products when you're at 164 Outdoors because you're going to be buying them there. I like I like how you just saved your own ass there. That's great. <laughs> Can't believe I did that either. But the darkhorselodge.org, um, check them out. Let us know if you checked them out. Let's Mo- move on. Moving right along. To the um, main event. First, I'll mention that there is... A lot of uh, inches of antler sitting here in the studio. Yes. This this yep. buck even has its own chair in we, the studio. We can see <laughs> it. We can smell it. It's here. It's uh, a monster deer. Yep. Matt, welcome to the podcast. You are the youngest person we've ever had on the show. I understand if you're a little quiet because um, Steve's awful scary and mm-hmm. you're pretty close to him right now. Yeah, yeah. So we feel for you. <laughs> yep. He says, yep. So there's a, a good story behind this, but... Uh, we got to build up to this story. I think what yeah. we'll do... Clark, explain who you're... People know where you're from, but for the people that are just tuning in for the first time or may not be familiar, explain who you're with and, and what you do. Matt is f- from Clark, by the way. We just want to <laughs> This is a father and son duo. He's the fruit of my loins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. No. Um, I'm with Respect the Game TV, and on we are on the Sportsman's Channel. Um, all bow hunts currently... Uh, we may actually branch out a little bit in the, in the upcoming seasons to include some waterfowls. Oh, really? Uh, waterfowl hunts, I should say. And, With a uh, bow? We want to. Yeah, be if, cool. if we can get it done. We haven't tried it yet, but we're going to uh, possibly get, try all that. All you got to do is try, yeah. right? I think yeah. with that, it'd be almost just as entertaining. Well, I, in my opinion, I feel like it'd be more entertaining to watch the guys go after it with a bow and oh, not get it. The dude from yeah. uh, down sure. south was just killing uh, some waterfowl with a bow. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ju- uh, Justin Martin? Mm. Uh, he just signed with Elite. Um, yeah, he was getting it done. Yeah. So you're going to branch off, do some waterfowl? Yeah, waterfowl, predators. There's 
it's all kind of in the planning stages, but I think we're yeah. going to go to a longer season. We used to always just run a 13-week season, which is just a, a quarter. Mm-hmm. Is that and, like a uh, typical airing of like yeah, a show? Yeah, most of them run for 13 weeks, and then they'll generally rerun another 13 weeks. You're on for about six months of the year. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But we're going to try to bump that out to a longer season, I believe. So, so almost a year, maybe? Or? Yeah, pretty much should run year-round if everything goes as planned. So mm-hmm. we're going to kind of branch out and... We've got enough other brands that are involved with with the sponsors that yeah, you couldn't really catch everything with just a bow hunting only show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to kind of maybe branch that out. Still going to be emphasizing on bow hunting, but yeah, um, that's cool. Bring though. in I the mean, crossbow and uh, bring all interest into the into the show, which yep. I really enjoy the show. And I honestly anymore don't watch a whole lot of hunting shows, but your guys' show is one I, I really do enjoy and. Uh, that's cool. I think like if you're going to branch off, it'd be neat to see you go after stuff you wouldn't really like off the bat. Like think, oh yeah, I'm going to go after that with a bow. Yeah, you know that's kind of neat to see stuff off the wall. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Well, so you see the videos on YouTube of like Tim Wells slinging arrows at <laughs> snow geese and <laughs> yeah. like that stuff's cool. Even if because you always think about it, but no one wants to go out and throw arrows out into the sky and no. lose arrows and whatever. But if you have the room and the, and the means to do it or the right equipment, it's why not? It'd be cool. Yeah. We definitely want to try it. That's something we're gonna gonna work on. It may take a little while to build the episodes, but <laughs> well, can you imagine though? Imagine what would the lead have to be on a goose, or you know what I mean? Oh, I can't imagine. You had to. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. I think in that position though, you just have to let it go and hope for the best. Yeah, I think so. And then you know, see. I guess you'll probably gain a feel for it. In After time. a while, yeah. right. a like, recurve is almost what you'd want. I feel like, yeah, well, I don't know, maybe. maybe not, maybe not. Well, yeah, the elite. Did they? Oh. Are they still doing the elite recurve? Yeah, there yeah, you they go. do. It's it's pretty neat. I looked at it. I hadn't shot one, but I looked at one at the ATA and because we mm-hmm. shot one pretty slick. I shot one last year at we ATA, shot one last year, the yeah. twenty sixteen ATA, and I was, I want one back. Very impressive. Can make for yes. some bow fishing too. Yeah, yep, that'd be awesome. yep. yeah, definitely cool. I I have a recommendation. Maybe you can can whoever you can get this to it seems Send a little, it upstairs here, here we go it here seems go. a little ridiculous but uh a squirrel hunt yeah with a bow Whew. we it, could do that it'd be you know something you can do after season if you have separate timber from your deer hunting ground and you don't mind going in there to you could do some urban squirrel hunting <laughs> <laughs> hey we off a feeder we could do it we'll see how, got, how I got, good you guys really are <laughs> Our our timber is full of black squirrels. Do you guys see those around here? Oh yeah, yeah. All the oh time. yeah, all but, the time. ridiculous. But the thing They're is, everywhere, everywhere. I think our area, like Quad City area, is common. But outside of that, I don't believe that black squirrels are a common thing. No, they're not. We have, like we have everything here, though, like the brown, the grays, and the blacks. There's white squirrels. Even I always hear. I mean, that's probably here and there. I've yeah. seen some with like white streaks and stuff mm-hmm, down their yeah. backs. But um, yeah, it's bizarre. I don't know. It's normal to us, but I don't know. Are they are they like a gray squirrel that's just a black variation or I think they're a fox squirrel, I'm pretty sure. That's just a I don't know if it's inbred or what causes the black, but I don't know. I'm not up on my species of squirrels. Yeah, I'm not either. It just we used to see just one here and there. Right. I mean about one a year. Now it's like the whole timber's full of black squirrels oh, yeah. with a few silver ones and Oh, you should come to my house. I got about Thirteen living in my tree. Do you? I oh, wonder yeah. if it's because people don't hunt them as much like they used to. That's what I wondered too. You know, I have a uh, brown squirrel with black ears right now. <laughs> like it's just really? getting weird in my tree. Huh. Oh, you guys should have came squirrel hunting with me uh, last weekend, man. I didn't see a single one. Skunked. Come with us. 
We'll find some squirrels. Yeah, Steve's <laughs> like, I walked forever. I'm like, why didn't you just get in a tree stand and sit like here? Just pretend you were deer hunting. We're on public kill. ground. I didn't want to climb four feet into a tree. That's why. <laughs> Moving along. So Respect the Game is a great show. Check that out. I have a link to um, Respect the Game on the Elite's website in the description of the episode. So do yourself a favor. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to talk about before we get into this massive deer that's sitting in the studio is kind of as a father, and then Matt, if you want to talk, you can talk too. So yeah, feel, yeah, that, don't feel bad. You can cut in anytime you want, buddy. So, how was it raising a hunter? Because I always picture in my mind, if I have boy or girl, I'm you know you try well, your best to raise them up respectfully. And, well, and also he's the only one that's done it here too. Yeah, that's right. But you raised know, a kid who shot bit. bigger deer than him. Man, I can't imagine. <laughs> and all of us. <laughs> What's that, it? What is like? How do you start? And what's your? I don't know. Just I guess just talk about it. I don't even know where I want to go with it. I guess when when I started, I didn't really have a plan. I just kind of wing it, and I guess um, you just kind of always keep them involved. I, I started with my daughter. She's older than Matt, and mm-hmm. uh, when she was nine, she she was old enough to finally carry a gun. Um, and, and actually hold it up. That was the worst worst thing is just right. getting the strength yeah. to hold the front of the gun up. So we actually had to kind of manufacture a, a bipod system to mm-hmm. get it to where she could actually shoot. And uh, so that's I started her off as early as I could and just kind of kept her involved. I mean, when she was when she was little, I would take her out putting up tree stands with me, and she'd sit there and watch while I was doing that. And just right. I never tried to make it be my thing, and then eventually just all of a sudden bring her in and same way i did with matt i just i just always had it be part of their life it was just yeah it it was just already merged into their lifestyle so it's like they didn't know any different yeah they just they just went along with me and then of course uh well then you can figure out too like if they actually enjoy it or if they actually are into it you know yeah (laughs) and that's that's the thing with with matt he he was so easy to get into it because that's all he wanted to do is just Whatever I was doing, he wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah instead right of on, having right Pokemon on. cards in his pocket, he just pulled out like a bunch of pellets. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, look at them. They're I just see, sitting I right see there. Matt and Steve laughing. What do yeah. you got? Look at them all. He look does, at he all does, of them. He does. I thought Lord. that was a joke. Yeah, yeah I usually no, I, step on those on the concrete. It doesn't feel that good. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't get mad. You're like, well, at least he's outside. <laughs> you know, it could be worse. Yeah. He could be stepping on Xbox controllers, you know? Yeah, he doesn't do much video gaming anymore. It's just mostly shooting stuff. It's good, man. I heard yeah. you like to slap some turkeys upside the head with some stuff like that every now and then. I heard you're quite the quite the uh, the killer Better over here. Shot. You oh, know, because it's like that teenage anger. Like I think what angers him is a turkey's head being connected to the neck. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just no like I've ever, yeah. You're on a video, and you can talk about that a little bit. What do your friends think about you being like on a hunting show? Are they like the f- most famous hunting podcast? What do your friends think about you being on this show? <laughs> it's your most famous, but. Not much. <laughs> Good lord. Do they uh did you tell people you were coming on the podcast or were you just like, Yeah, it's whatever you'll find out when we're done? Not really, no. You didn't? You, they're you, gonna be asked for your autograph after this. <laughs> He's gonna be getting dates to You the don't prom. seem like the bragging type, but you have a lot to brag about, I feel like, after killing this deer over here that's sitting in the studio. I don't really feel like a lot of the kids in his class even know what he does. Is that I mean as far as Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't tell a lot of people like, "Hey, I'm going to be on TV today" or anything. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't do that. He just kind of, which is cool, does his yeah, thing. Right. And I don't think a lot of people even realize he does it, which is fine. 
from what me I started hunting when I was younger. Um, my dad did a lot of small game hunting um, when he was young and fell out of it when I was born and my sister was born. And then when I got of age, he started. Well, I'm going to get into deer hunting, kind of. Then we kind of learned to deer hunt together. Obviously, he's older. He figured it out faster than I did and kind of helped me. Did um, Don't hurt yourself. So I remember oh, – I can't remember where I was going with it. I just kind of remember – he was my mentor. I don't remember what I was going to go. But, um, oh, like growing up, not a lot of other kids hunted or were – they might have went once or twice rabbit mm-hmm. or pheasant hunting or whatever, but yeah, I think that I think that's. But, but when I was growing up, like in uh, like six, what, what grade are you in, Matt? Seventh, seventh grade. So like mm. fifth, sixth, seventh. I, I I was the most into hunting more than anyone else that was my age. I was into the videos, like the Monster Buck VHS. Like I watched. I remember Mon- Monster Bucks Ten coming out and me wanting the shirt to it so bad. And I would wear this stuff to school and everyone else, like it, it was a blip. They didn't know anything about the hunting world or the inside of like what it all entails or anything like that. Do you feel that way now, Matt? Are you? Is there other kids that are into it like you are or is it? Not like I am, but just casual casual yeah. don't even yeah. come close to your interest of it or anything like that not really no. don't even probably don't even shoot a bow either do they <laughs> some of them do but not yeah. probably not, not as, as good uh, as you i tell you that it, it's it's weird i always figured that more and more kids would be heavily into it and heavily interested into it but it's it's interesting you, to hear you, that you also gotta think like this generation two is a lot different than we were growing up too there's more mm. technology i mean there was technology when we were growing up but there's even more now oh yeah for sure so, you know, talk to us, like, what's, um, you know, what what do you love most about hunting? You know, paint me the picture of why you would be excited to get up and, and hunt rather than, you know, play hockey or play or baseball or, or go to school or play video games. Probably just, like, the preparation and realizing what happens after that. Mm-hmm. Like, you've, you've, you've tasted, well, once you have the success of it, then it, it kind of changes your, um, your attitude on how you do things, right? Like... I remember I went three, four years without killing a deer when I first started. And I was, like, so down. Like, it'll never happen. And then once it happened, it changed how I did things. I'm more motivated to shoot my bow and practice more. And, and it just – you become more interested in a better hunter from when you have a taste of success. Yeah, that's kind of how this deer was. Cause... This buck in here in particular? Yeah. So – Clark, let's, how many deer has he killed prior to this deer? I mean, maybe get into like how his first deer kill went and how that felt. Ever uh, first deer kill, and then ever. we'll get your perspective yeah. and then his perspective. Yeah, first deer kill ever. He we were shotgun hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, what, I think he was seven. Yeah. Seven <laughs> years old. Dude, yeah, he's been killing already, deer for. <laughs> he had already killed a turkey that year. Uh, and probably a bunch of squirrels and stuff in the yard, but <laughs> but he was he was ready to go deer hunting, and and we went and sat a little. It was actually a sweet corn patch that had failed, mm-hmm. but the deer were eating the stalks and everything else. Really, and yeah, they were just piling into there. So we went in there youth season and had a what a six oh, pointer or something. Four corn, yeah, four, four corn. Yeah, didn't have no brow tines. Old four no. corn. Oh, we call that a Y buck. Yeah, y yeah. Buck, yep. <laughs> yeah, the Y buck came in, and what happened then, man? He, he stood at like ten yards, and Dad just told me right in front of the shoulder because he was facing a little at an angle towards us, mm-hmm. so right in the shoulder, and then shot it and dropped right in his tracks. First deer point. right in his tracks. Yeah. Yep. So you were yeah. hooked. You were hooked from then. Yeah. Do you remember that. that? Like you, you'll probably never forget that. Mm-mm, never. 
and and I'm assuming it probably got it on camera because the Mile Time Club never lets a deer (laughs) not fall on camera. This was right before we started filming. Really? And then then the next few stages that you went through is I would actually carry the camera in, but I'd be too worried about being a dad to actually film. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, So it's like the camera at the end of the hunt was still sitting right beside me. I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't film it. But Were you guys in a tree stand? We were in a little... 16-foot uh, ladder. Yeah, on a ladder buddy stand. stand. One of those little a buddy stands. Because yep. yep. he was a little yep. hunting buddy. Yep, a little hunting buddy. He was there. That's He'd so been cool. out with me on some bow hunts before that, just uh, to sit along. And mm-hmm. were, were you more excited than he was, Clark? I think so. But I don't know. He was pretty <laughs> excited. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, Seven yeah. years old, your first year. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got one every year since. <sighs> Um, it's a pretty good streak. So, yeah. Lucky. Good lord. Lucky duck. It's awesome, right man. That is cool. So that first feeling, did the, did you just feel so good after that Clark like broke the ice, man? We, yeah. We, it's done. There it, it seems is. impossible when you got this little kid out and you're thinking, I don't think this is going to work. And he, right. he seems to always step up to the challenge. So that a boy. That, S- super cool. So how did, how did it feel that very first deer? Like as soon as you pulled the trigger, what, what was going through your mind, your seven-year-old mind? You probably don't remember a whole lot. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't remember. I don't remember anything. It's seven years old, man. I really Steve don't. doesn't remember what he had for breakfast, Matt. <laughs> no, I do, and it was McDonald's. But <laughs> uh, go figure. <laughs> that's not important. So, um, so obviously, you get your first uh, first taste of deer, and um, you know what? Um, you know, with the exception of this deer, you know, since you've been hunting, I mean, do you, you know, with the past maybe two years, probably what you can remember, do. You, did you do you have any goals like going out now or you know what what do you think's going to happen every season I'm just going for older deer now like 4 years mm-hmm. old I'm trying to get one with my bow next year That's the thing with the crossbow dead. Yeah I had a much rather shot with a bow but Oh, man, that's, there. that's the best thing I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> right. No, that that is cool. You have to say I found myself doing that when I was younger. I remember saying, "Okay, I want to kill a deer with a bow, and then I killed a deer with a bow one year, and then I'm like, my goal next year is to shoot a buck with a bow. Yep. And that that's my first buck with a bow right behind you, Clark. And then this is my first buck ever, and that is my first buck with a bow. And yeah. I just remember, like, that's all I want. I became obsessed, <laughs> which I'm sure, Matt, you become obsessed with it and watch hunting videos and shoot your bow, and it's almost a sickness, but it's a good sickness to have. <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. a, it's an addiction. It keeps him off the video games for sure. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, Definitely. unless it's Cabela's Big Deer Hunter. <laughs> what? What's your? Go ahead. Oh, Matt, what's your favorite hunting show? I'm not really sure. Respect the game. Yeah, May, we know. Probably respect there the game. But probably, probably he says. I like Relentless Pursuit too. Okay. It's wow. All the things he goes after. Well, is, wow. If you had to pick someone in the hunting industry besides within your circle, yeah, the, of, besides a working class bow hunter, what, who would, would he be your idol from Relentless Pursuit? Or do you have a do you have someone you really look up to? I don't really know. I don't really watch him that much. Just right, occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're more about your own experience. He's busy I, getting after yeah. it. Right. Yeah, he's right? like he's like, hey, I'm I'm carving my own path. You know that. The Michael Jordans are out there, but I'm the LeBron James of the hunting industry now. <laughs> Young guy coming up, you know, it's going to be great. Clark, is there other hunting stories we need to get into or discussion you want to talk about before we hit yeah. this big one? <laughs> Matt's shaking his head. Yeah, yes. he knows. I think probably this is going to be kind of off the mark because you would think of the most memorable stuff is when he kills something. But uh-huh. when he took that first challenge is going out with his bow, mm. uh, this has been... Probably he was probably nine at the time, weren't you? When yeah, you first started bow hunting, first year. 
And of course, he started off. We had a <laughs> just a little tiny recurve bow, and then he moves into the Bear Brave, mm-hmm. and then we had an old PSE at home that my wife used to shoot. So then we got that cranked to like eighteen pounds, and just kept bumping it up till it hit thirty-five pounds. And then we moved him into his first elite at forty pounds, mm-hmm. and he was ready. So and he could shoot lights out with it. I was really impressed with how well he could shoot. So we. We went out deer hunting that first year, and I've got this all on video, and it's pretty classic. Nice little uh, file of Matt misses. Yeah, that's, the, the file's called Matt misses. And, and the bad thing is, is he could shoot good. It wasn't that I was out there letting him fling arrows for the heck of it, and it really wasn't buck fever. Um, what what turned out happened, this was in a short amount of time. The deer mm-hmm. were moving good early season that right. year, and uh, we got out, and right off the bat, first sit, I said, you just shoot the first deer that you want to shoot. I said, I'm not telling you you can shoot anything or not. I said, you shoot what you want to shoot. Yeah. So you pretty, pretty much let him go out on his own, do what he was going to do. Yeah, I just went and sat above him, and and I was in another stand, and I, I videoed everything, and out comes two small does, fawns, mm-hmm. and they come walking up, and I'm right over their oh, shoulder they're, with they're the They're really camera. easy to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah and he, <laughs> he just locks back perfect. He's not shaking at all, and... and Boom, he, you just see it looks like fur goes everywhere. He just shaved its back. It didn't even oh, hardly cut No the flesh skin. wound, barely. No, yeah, just, <laughs> just, he, gave just, a, he gave her a mohawk then. Pretty much gave her a mohawk, yep. and she went out there, and she's she's actually coughing on her own hair. Oh, <laughs> so, really? Oh. So it made it kind of funny because she kept coughing and sneezing because she had sucked in so much of her own hair. <laughs> but it was it was really cool. And then, and then uh, he, uh, the next time we went out, a uh, big – huge doe comes up and and you see the luminot goes zipping over her back and and, uh then it was just shortly after that he had a what a little four corner a five pointer come all the way into the dave smith decoy and you you see the arrow go flying over its back perfect video too it was really good yeah you can see him dripping and everything he's coming up really yeah to just posture at the decoy and so it was really cool, but it turned out the funny thing was, is I, I said after the third miss, I said, Matt, I said, you don't look shaky and you don't look nervous. I said, uh, why are you missing high every time? And he said, I don't know. And I said, let me see your bow. And we had made marks. <laughs> He's already because, laughing. Uh, He's already laughing. <laughs> there wasn't really a tape that fit his bow perfect, so yeah, we right. just had red marks and blue marks. Mm-hmm. Well, we had originally had a red mark where he always shot from. Oh. <laughs> and... We changed a bunch of how a sight window was and everything and, and basically moved a bunch of stuff around. I just made a new mark. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put a little squiggly line through the red mark. And I said, I said, okay, now you're using the blue mark. So now you're confusing him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have. I said, just put it on the blue mark. That's 20 yards. That's all the further well, I'm letting you shoot anyway. 20 and a 30 because I remember I was shooting at the Archer Club with 30 yards. Just playing around, shooting it. Yeah, but that's not what happened. What happened was <laughs> afterwards, I look at his thing, and it's I see the his needles sitting on the little red squiggly mark that I yeah. kind of scratched out, and I said, I said, why is it on this mark? And he said, it was because I I, I felt like I used to shoot better when it was at the other mark. I said, yeah, but now you're shooting. It's like it's 50 or 60 yards. <laughs> I said, because that mark's not even close now. So Just Hail Marys. Yeah, he's basically just launching them over everything's back. So. Well, hey, if the, if the deer would have been probably like 40 yards, you know. <laughs> that is would have funny. been smoked. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so, wait, so you're shooting elite. What bow are you shooting? Uh, Hunter. 
Like the elite 20, hunter. That's what he started. Yeah. Twenty thirteen or twenty twelve hunter. Are you still yeah. shooting that bow? No, he, uh, mom and sister are now this. Oh, there Mainly you go. my sister, but mm-hmm. yeah, you got you got done with it. Did everything you need. They what hand, you, they what hand you, me what out. happened was my they sister had a nicer bow than me, so I traded her with a hundred dollars and got that bow. So oh, Where'd you get a hundred bucks from? <laughs> Steve's gonna want Christmas. some money here. Christmas. You yeah, Can you Christmas. adopt me? Good lord! But you know what? My parents <laughs> got me uh, two shirts and some cargo shorts that are ten <laughs> sizes too big. <laughs> so what, what? Too big. Dude, she bought me 48s. I'm not here to judge you. Back to to what we're here for. Yes. So (laughs) that's like a classic. uh, It wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't want to say it's your fault, but it's just like a mistake. Like, dang it, man. It's a learning curve. That's what I would call a learning curve, not a mistake. He never got down over it either. He just. Let's go do it again, and it's, it, it made it fun. I mean, we right. it became kind of a joke between us about these misses, and that's funny. So misses. yeah, like you ready to go fling something over a back right now? Oh, like, for sure. <laughs> well, that's laugh. funny though because it's not like right away you're like, oh, that's what it was. It wasn't like we can't figure it out. It wasn't like a frustrating thing to figure out. Yeah. It was obvious. Like, oh man, Dude, why yeah. did I see that? Yeah, he had just moved it, and we hadn't been back to to shoot in that. It was only about a week's time. We just hadn't gone back to the club to shoot. And, that's we figured funny. it out, and uh, but that year he didn't end up connecting on one. He did with a gun, but he didn't get get his bow kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that just but, makes the next season yeah, all that much yeah. better. There was no squiggly line on the bead site. There. Right, right. You take <laughs> yes. some white out and cross it out. <laughs> yeah, we, we got rid of that one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I love that story. But, That's a good one. That's it, I mean, we've all done it. You're not a you're not a bow hunter unless you've missed once or twice or five or six or seven times. Oh yeah, yeah in one that. season. Yep. Yeah. Six times. <laughs> six. Times. Oh, was it? It was a total six in that yeah, season. Yeah, about Atta eight because I missed twice with a gun too. <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Nice. Hey, I love it. Those make you better. It. Oh, the, yeah, the best sure. part was is when he it was youth season, so he could carry the gun and the bow. Oh yep. yeah. Uh-huh. And I had the gun sitting there with no shell in it, hanging on the hook beside me, just and in he case. Missed did you miss that deer twice with your bow that that day? No, I, think. I missed it once with a bow, and it got too far out. So he handed me the gun. Yeah, I said here, and then like... I free handed it like I don't know thirty five yards. Oh, or something. good lord! I could hold on it pretty good, but then when I shot, I dropped instantly, mm-hmm. and it was just flying all the way up into the trees and everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the best part was is he missed it. I think twice with the gun, and then he's like, "Hand me another shell," and he wants to shoot at the other deer. <laughs> and I said, he's like, I'm going to shoot the other one. I said, it's. For, I said, there's nothing wrong with the deer you're shooting at. It's, it's right. You're just missing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, like, I, I didn't want him anyway. <laughs> Change my luck here. Let's go for that other one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like 20 yards further. I said, no, just shoot the close one. He's like, I'm just going to shoot the other one. I'm like, no, just. But it was just funny. His theory. The best yeah. thing about this is always, you guys are never going to forget this, and you're going to be laughing about it for years. Oh, for sure. For years yeah, it, was, it was pretty classic. We had fun. And then it went into the the next year was turkey season, and uh, yeah. he had been practicing and growing a little bit more because when he was first shooting that hunter, I mean, uh, elites kind of bottom out at 25-and-a-half-inch draw. Mm-hmm. So he was he was stretched out to about his ear. <laughs> and he actually grew enough that his bow started fitting him better, and his group started tightening up. Uh-huh. And uh, thirteen, man, I barely have a twenty-five inch drawing. Yeah, he was. It was pretty awesome, but he he ended up getting getting himself set up, and then it come to be turkey season. And the way we've been doing it 
for respect the game is shooting like decap broadheads mm-hmm. trying to shoot them in the head mm-hmm. so. is that slick trick who makes us um solid is the ones oh solid using. makes yeah. the decap okay yep so we're using solid decaps and he he says uh he says i'm gonna turkey hunt with my bow this year and i said well we can take it but we probably take the gun too and he says no i'm just just my bow i don't want to take the gun and i said all right it's a cool says, attitude. Make it some yeah. stutter. At yeah, he's, he's nine at the time, and I, <laughs> nine. I'm thinking this is going to be interesting. And so, then so he, like a couple seasons ago, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he says, uh, he says, I'm also going to shoot him in the head. And I said, Why don't you uh, just work on the body shots for right now? And he says, No. He said, You don't. And I said, Well, I've been doing this for a long time too. I said that uh, that makes a pretty big difference. I said I didn't start shooting him in the head till i was 30 some years old and he said well that's what i want to do too so i said well all right so you gotta appreciate that yeah i, I said we'll just take the gun too because i'm thinking we'll let him fling a few arrows and and then i'll we'll switch over to the gun or something to keep him i figured he'd get too discouraged so right oh, well we're arguing back and forth that whole night just <laughs> figuring out seeing which well, one you know yeah. i've seen the video footage and uh that's awesome, though. But the thing is, is that's what creates a good, experienced bow hunter. You can mm-hmm. say, when I was nine years old, I wanted to do this. That's how we did yeah. it. So you go out, and you're kind of doubting them. Yeah. And then wow, what all went down? I'll let you tell it from there, Matt. What happened there after that? Look at the little smirk. Three Jakes come in. I wasn't gonna, I was going to shoot anything with a beard at the uh-huh. time Don't for my first trigger of the bow. Uh-huh. I love this kid. And... So three Jakes come in, and there's this one strutter. He was the front one, mm-hmm. and I thought he would be, like, the lead lead one. So I draw back, and I hold back for a while, and one gets, like, all skippy and scared. Yeah, all Starts skittish. walking around, yeah. It was, like, the watch one. It, it never went in a strut, and his head was, like, bright purple. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so this one gets it, like... Seven or eight yards, and I'm already drawn back, so... Seven or eight yards, so they're up in your face at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the arrow to go zipping by. (laughs) So, I let it rip, and you just hear smack, and the turkey's sitting there flopping around with its head, just hanging on by a little piece of skin (laughs) the size of a millimeter, if that. Oh, man. flopping around. So, (laughs) were you surprised that it all went down that way? Or are you like, I know this thing's dying right now? Dude, he's played enough Call of Duty. He knows what went down. I knew if it was going to mess up, it'd be me, if anything. Yeah. But you felt confident in your shot, though, is what you're... Yeah, because we were shooting at pillows that night before. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) At pillows? Yeah. For the broadhead, so... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you you shoot at a swinging pillow so that it... Oh, it just bounces off it? Yeah, basically doesn't hardly go in. It just pushes the pillow back because the the big blades yeah kind of spread it i've out, never so. even heard of that I, yeah it works really good i've never shot a big like uh a what do you call it a decap broadhead yeah i've never or yeah i've never shot one at a turkey i feel like it's pretty fun. every time i see those things i feel like i'm gonna shoot my finger off because they're so big i use a full shaft arrow just to keep them out in front of my hand yeah right? interesting oh, yeah that's funny so you basically slap this thing upside of this turkey's head yeah he just mm-hmm. made it look easy i thought well that was the luckiest thing i've ever seen hanging so. on by a vein <laughs> and he's like he was all excited he was pumped up me so he's he, like he, I, I knew i could do it and I he said, totally I redeemed himself yeah then. he did he totally did so then we go out what a week later yeah and first season that was a new season but first season we have this big tom my biggest turkey of my life had like 
what was it, inch and three quarter spurs? Yeah. And like an <laughs> 11 and a half inch beard. It was ridiculous. And he comes up all strut and then he like mounts onto the Jake decoys and just stands up there. So he's standing on there <laughs> and he just keeps spinning it around and spinning around almost like burg around or something. <laughs> And There's a video of this, ain't there? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. on video. Oh, yeah. sure. And he drives the stake all the way down to the ground, which is nice for us to get it out. <laughs> and Well, he paid for it, right? And he – it was the same exact spot. We just left the blind there that week because we knew turkeys were going there every day. So we just left the blind in that same exact spot. He pops out. It was – he popped out at the far end, and they circled around us behind the blind. Mm-hmm. But at the time, we were – focused on the front because we also had turkeys up in front of us gobbling like crazy so and then we see him pop out with a hen and the hen moves back into the timber and he comes running out strutting and what happens with this one he mounts on there after i already shot him once like it it hits his head and breaks the blade off Mm. Really? Okay. Wait. This no, was wait, right when the solid decaps on. were brand new. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like they, we had prototypes, and so basically the one I had gotten, well, I'd, I had two of them, but the one we was using was already shot six times or so. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete Crawford had taken it out to South Dakota, and he shot his limit of turkeys out there with the same broadhead, <laughs> and then I used it and shot one, and then Matt shot his first turkey. Which with says it. a lot about that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this, were... these things hold up good, but it was finally to the point that it was weak, and he, Matt puts a perfect shot on his turkey, and it just smacks it, and it knocks it flat. And <laughs> In the video, you can even see the blade just flickering as it goes flat. Yeah, off. you can see really? the blade. Yeah. You just watch bell. the arrow flex, and you just see this blade go flickering up in the air, and uh, the turkey... <laughs> I said, just grab the gun, and he he's like, no, 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 and it, it runs off. Well, then it goes back into strut and comes back, and then it's ready to fight. No it, way. Yeah, it thought the oh, other he one. thought something smacked it upside his oh, yeah. head. Oh, dude, yeah, he's punch drunk. He's ready to go. Like, oh, yeah, come on, man. I'm with I, my buddies now. I must have missed this. If it's on, I'm, I somehow I don't missed that. I don't think they showed the first one where it, it actually. It, yeah, it didn't show it because I don't know why, but that well, was maybe a good part, the, seeing how yeah. that thing goes flickering off, and then yeah. it comes right well, back. Well, probably because we didn't have time to. Yeah. But Tell I think the, the backstory, you don't want to have a the prototype yeah, situation. They that show, thing had been through so they many show the video of it on top of the decoy, right? Yeah, they yeah, show that yep, part. Yep. And, uh, there ain't nothing wrong so with that, though. You smack this thing upside the head, it leaves, comes back ready for a fight. Yeah, and then he starts fighting like crazy, and he spins around a few times, and then he gets back down out of strut after I pull back and just clips his head right there. It didn't cut all the way through. What happened was, like, it went down on him, sort of, and it cut the skin, and then it was still hanging on by skin, but it cut the neck. The jugular. Yeah. yeah. The jugular. Hit him straight he in the done. jugular. All right, so, so, so let me get this straight. Uh, in video game talk for all our other 13-year-old fans, you spawn killed him? Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. That was pretty much yeah. Matt, I don't know what that means, but um, it You know what like it means, don't you? Kind of, yeah. Oh, get out of here. He does. You're be bashful. Steve. You just got to bow down, Dad. <laughs> you know what? It, man, it's you're trying to relate to him. You're like, yeah, you know, video games. He's like, dude, I don't even play video games. Man. I can't I relate, man. Stuff. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here having a couple bush lattes, listening to a 13 year old who's a better hunter now than I will ever be in my life. <laughs> that is that's uh, a fact. That is a true fact. It's a, it's it's like you know, I'm just hearing boys to men. Steve's the end like of the a roast song. I I got nothing better to do, man. I, Steve's I can't. trying to be like, oh yeah, yeah. You know when you played video games, Matt's like, dude, man, I'm I'm killing. Dude, I'm way past that. Over it. Sold my Xbox last year for fishing reel. 
<laughs> wow. Yes. Give me a high five Attaboy. for that. That's awesome. Yes. yes. Boy. Kid uh, of the year. Okay. Hey, you're not really a kid anymore. Teenager of the year right there. <laughs> yeah. Officially. Yeah, okay, so. I think we need to transition more into this big, mm. big, big, beautiful buck that's sitting in the studio. And uh, wherever you guys want to start with this story, and it, we well, can, if well, you don't want to talk no, about this no, wait, yet. Wait, we've, we've heard Clark's version. we got to hear Matt's version yeah, of this story. And it's, but yeah. it starts in the summer is well, the, what I understand. The, we can go wherever we want with this. You guys can tell however you want. And if there's stuff you want to talk about before this or after, that's all fair game, too. But I just... You guys can take it from here. You want me to take for a second? <laughs> I, can, I can go. You go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Do it. Well, yeah. earlier that summer, like it was right at the beginning of football season, and it was the Sunday because we always played on Saturdays and Tuesdays, and mm. it was my first game on a Saturday. And I go out, play that one game, practicing for like two months, and then the next day me and my cousin decided to go ride go mountain biking and then i hit this little obstacle and it was elevated in the air so i flip over and try to catch myself and my arm breaks <laughs> so <laughs> the next like week afterwards or so well dad was in colorado he had to go home and pack that night to go on film the elk hunt Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So With he Weston was. Clark, he right? left the yeah. next day. Well, we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he left the next day, and it was mom was just all freaked out because he wasn't there, and I had to go back to the doctor. So I missed a lot of school, which is a plus, but yet a negative. Homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, super cool, man! Not being in school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. I'm literally packing for this trip, and he mm-hmm. just bugged me the whole day. He says, "Hey." can you take us out to the trails out at the lake? And I said, no, I'm busy. I got to pack. Mm-hmm. Finally, I gave in. Jenny says, well, let's go to town and eat. And I said, why don't we drop Matt off? And he can do his dumb trails while we're eating. <laughs> and uh, I drop him off. I said, don't be breaking any bones or doing stupid stuff. Oh, we won't. So we're sitting there eating. That's why you never say that. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're never eating. Say I don't that. have half my burrito gone yet. And he calls and he says, uh, I broke my arm. I said, <laughs> I said, you, how how do you know you broke it? And he says, "Well, because it's, it, it's crooked, and I heard it pop." Oh, <laughs> it's no. all, it was all goofy, looking like a snake. It was like that. Oh, <laughs> you could so, see it God. physically, just yeah. like yeah. It was oh, just yeah. like you long knew it story broke. short, we we get reality sets in, and it's definitely broken. We're sitting in the Bull. emergency room, and he he was real tough about it the whole time, and he you could tell he's in pain, but he wasn't crying, and so he's sitting in the emergency room, and. And uh, they had verified, yeah, it's definitely broken. He's trying to decide how they're going to reset it and what to do. And uh-huh. that's the worst part is resetting yeah, it. That's the, that's thing the worst part. We're waiting, and, and just, all of a sudden I see tears kind of trickling down. I said, "What's the matter, buddy? Is it starting to hurt?" And he said, "No, I just thought of something." He said, "I'm going to go bow hunting this year." He said, "Yeah, I know. I already thought of that." And uh, he says, uh, "He just you could just tell just the disappointment in his face." Well, uh, I guess maybe next year and. And I said, well, I don't know. So we're on the elk hunt and telling the guys about it. And Greg Steele that mm-hmm. I was with, he says, uh, well, he, I've got a crossbow. He can use the crossbow. And I said, well, I'll check the legalities. That's a good idea. So so we checked around. Well, this year, Illinois actually had uh, changed their season or changed their law so that any youth can use it full season. Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah, so that, right on. we oh, didn't yeah. have to get a special permit or anything. We could just hunt. You probably could have, though, if you, if you needed to from the doctor. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. and we had even mentioned it to the doctor. Um, 
to see if it was something that could be done. He said he could probably write him a permit. He said just check on some stuff and mm-hmm. see if it if it's going to work out because he was all the way up. I mean, to his armpit, he had a full arm oh, cast. Man, oh, no. really? For for how far up was the break? It was a forearm break, is what it was. So they didn't want to be able to twist at the elbow, otherwise, oh, mo- yep. realign yep. it yeah. again. After okay, I already it's a pretty serious out. break. Yeah. Man. Well, the good news is that bone will be the strongest bone in your body because once you break it, it's even stronger. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, I had the same. Uh, we'll move. I'll just tell this real quick. I had the same. I used to ride BMX. I broke my collarbone in seventh or eighth Ooh. grade. So right about your same age. Yep. And I was fine. Well, first I thought I broke my neck because when you break your shoulder in a weird way, you think you like it hurts to move anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I get to the emergency room and uh, I was like all good and fine. Then they're like, oh, yeah, it's officially broken. First thing. How am I going to get a bow back with a broken collarbone? <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to race BMX for the rest of the year. And yep. that's when I started crying. Yep, that's same what... exact story, pretty much. It's, okay. it's, it's okay to cry all the time, yeah. Matt. All the time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you can't hunt. I'll cry. Yeah. yeah, he was he was a little bummed out about that. But long story short, we ended up getting the crossbow, and he, he could shoot it really well. Camex, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Camex. Yeah, we just... It has a nice little screw hole on the bottom where you can mount a monopod into it. Mm-hmm. Did you drill so, into his cast so we could just, you know, <laughs> that's a good idea. He, like, this is a, already out of 90. Cuts you know? a V out yeah. for it. <laughs> put, some, is, put a hooter shooter right on that cast. <laughs> that is a good idea. Uh, Rig so, it all up. We got him. He was drilling bullseyes all the way out to 50 yards. So we knew if we could get him in a tree with a crooked arm that we could we could probably have luck at getting a shot at something yeah, no uh-huh. squiggly lines or anything you're good to go yeah so we went out and started hunting right away and what we see the first night we seen one we called what was he the uh, big eight yeah big eight he yep. i personally call him the big little eight because he doesn't he has a ginormous body mm-hmm. but his rack is like not that good. It's kind of junk for his size of his body. You'd think he'd be huge, but yeah, he's this like a hundred and thirty inch. Yeah, the, bi- the big but... little A. I love Dude, it. This is a little Kurt Geyer over it. here, man. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I like it. Yeah. So we we seen him and uh, we kind of that was our first night out. So we we was gonna develop a new game plan. We watched where he come out and thought well, maybe if we scout this thing a little better and figure out exactly where he's coming out, we might be able to get on him. So mm-hmm. we went out. And the, so all the listeners know, like, this is with, they're trying to film all this, and there's a lot that's oh, like, yeah. two people in a tree and yeah, all this, too. With a cast and, on Yeah, it. yeah, yep. you got to climb up that tree with a cast. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, and that's... This tree was, like, one of our hardest trees to climb out of them all. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah we, after... we hooked him up with the rope and... Did you have to rig like, up yeah. a bunch of pulleys and Pretty all much, kinds of a yeah, system I'm... to get them up there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's your dad sending you I'd a message. I'd climb up the I easy part, you. and then dad would be up in the stand. Like, I'd just climb up the steps, and then it it the stand was already there, so the steps stuck out a little bit, mm-hmm. but you could climb up. And then where it got tricky was at this branch, but luckily we had a rope that was long enough to reach all the way down and hook me up. So he was just sitting there pulling. Like, I kept, <laughs> yeah, I kept <laughs> No, this isn't a ladder stand? No. No, that's the thing where these. Well, we got to back up a little bit before we get to the tree. We went out on a Thursday night after work. I got off work in time. I said, "Let's go try to find where the eight pointers coming mm-hmm. out." And we get back there and we're glassing from the road, and I see a, a solid buck step out of the trees. And I said, "Oh, here he is!" And I start watching. And I'm, 
I got the glasses all focused in. And I said, oh, that's that's not the eight. That's a much better deer. <laughs> and he come out of the brush, and all of a sudden you see, see just a main frame. I couldn't catch his junk because it was too far back. He's probably 400 yards from the road. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I could make out that he had a, a way better frame than I knew he was contender for Boone and Crockett. I, I'm thinking 170-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we watched him that night. And he come out right by one of our stands, like Matt said, that's been there for a while. And uh, I checked, I mean, I'd checked the stand earlier, but the, tr- the steps are starting to grow into the tree. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, thought the stand the, is new, but the steps are old. You yeah, just pulled out the yeah. stand first. So I had to, we had to take some extra steps in and basically mm-hmm. get him up and kind of rig up a lifeline system so that I didn't want him to be unhooked at any time, yeah. especially with one arm. So I yeah. just kind of kept. Connected Working all the way. And, yeah, I just kept making sure he was connected. And I'm I'm keeping tension to kind of help him along. <laughs> and I'm like pulling him. He's getting mad at me. And he's like, it ain't even worth it right now. So you were yeah, <laughs> getting ticked off. I was yeah, he's like, let's tree. just hunt somewhere else. This ain't worth it. And I said, if the deer comes out, it'll be worth it. So <laughs> you were his left arm the whole time pretty, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, he, he didn't have hardly any movement with it Never at mentioned all. this yet. But at the time, I... Like, we've been hunting most of the year at that time, and then this was, like, October 20th. Yeah. So about a month after the break. So I had a shorter cast, just a forearm cast, so it was a lot easier than the full arm. You could actually no, bend okay. Yeah, I could arm. actually That's bend right. my arm yeah. and pull up, yeah. Yeah, yeah but did I you have, about that. Were your fingers enclosed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I had to grab like You're like this, you're like this the whole time. Like, yeah. I could only bend, like... After the first knuckle of my finger. Yeah, like your, yeah, you your pointer that. finger and your thumb. Up, pretty yeah, much. I, I was like uh, pulled down like this to every limb. And I had the big old cast right here. So uh-huh. I was like almost grabbing on with my arm, with my elbow. Yeah, it was. It your was, elbow pit. It was crazy. But we, like I say, I kept him hooked up to keep him safe. And, yeah. Uh, you guys made it work, though. There was no way he was going to fall. You were yeah, just helping him along. Fall. But it it wasn't easy, and he was getting a little frustrated with me. We got up there, and then he was okay once he's up there. And I said, so we're up here now. We got up quietly somehow. I said... Well, now you got to get down. Yeah, he can, yeah, he can't fall. What's well, he going to fall and break his arm while it's in the cast? Lowering it wasn't, down. It wasn't real quiet because yeah, it was it on a shag hickory, wasn't it? Yeah, shag So I was climbing up, and I my cast was scraping the whole tree the whole way up. <laughs> and our, my harness, the strap right across your chest, kept clipping them and Panking them off, it just sounded like guitar strings the whole entire time, like bang, like yeah. <laughs> see, see, but, but but they but they were thinking, man, that that bucks is to hit in a tree, man. Yeah, yeah. that's what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. They're thinking he's it just, actually drew the deer in. We got yeah, in there. He's, nice he's rubbing early. a tree, man. And so I, my next question to him when we got up there, I said, "So we're up." I said, "What happens if uh, Big Eight comes out?" And he says, "I'm going to shoot him." Yeah. And I said, "You're not going <laughs> to wait for the big one." And he said, "Nope." He said, anything mature is good by me. So I like that attitude, man. So, Matt, you can finish the rest of it. The, well, the big eight came out, and he came out about 40 yards. Right before dark. I was confident out to about 35 or 40, but if he would have stopped, I would have shot at him. But he just, like, he stopped for, like, a split second. I took it off safety as soon as he stepped out. I was just aiming and following him the whole time. Uh-huh. And then he got out of my range, and he was still sprinting. I was waiting for him to stop, so click it back on. And then Dad's still filming this one, and we hear a stick pop. And we have this big old giant bush right in front of us, so I couldn't see anything. 
So, but he was on the opposite side of the tree, so he could see everything. Mm-hmm. And he looks down, and that deer is standing right next to him, mm. about twenty yards away. And the, the bigger boy that you had seen, yeah. yeah. And then I realized he had a lot more junk than what we knew. I knew he was a big deer before, but then I seen I seen all the stickers, and I you seen him a lot closer than four hundred. Poking yards. him, yeah. You're poking I, him, like I seen him. Down. I said, Matt. I said he just said monster, like really quiet, and I was like, what? <laughs> just whispered out of like kind of a loud whisper, like. Yeah, at this What'd point, the deer's 20 yards from me. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, really? wide open. I mean, he stepped literally. We're following this other one. He must have stepped out because it was real thick uh, bush honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. You know how that stuff kind of grows over? Yep. Yeah. Right? And they just kind of slip out from under it. When he stepped out into our opening, he was about 20 yards. Wow. Man. I heard the stick pop, and we're literally trying to kill this eight, and I hear a stick pop, and I, I said, I look over, and I go, oh, Matt. I said, the big one. He said... He says, how big? And I said, it's huge. Just, I said, get ready. And <laughs> I see see Matt's eyes kind of panning around. I'm trying to get the camera yeah. back through the tree between At the time, my body I could and the not tree. see anything because this, what was it, like an autumn or something? Yeah, it was. Big, giant thing. Mm-hmm. Still had all the green leaves, everything in mm-hmm. October. Yeah, we were still all so, green. We're in there. He comes poking out, and I barely even see antlers through all that stuff. Yeah, I just thought it might have been like a four-year-old or something because I thought I couldn't hardly hear him. I just heard shooter come out. That's mm-hmm. all I even heard. He just I just said, <laughs> "Is it a shooter?" Because I couldn't hardly hear him. He just said, "Buck." Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm asking him if it's shooter, and he says, "Shooter." So, <laughs> and I'm still standing there. All I see is tines and stuff. And I thought it was just like a four-year-old, if that. Uh huh. So, and then he steps out, and I realize what deer it is. Oh yeah. So. But it was weird. He almost looked golden with, like, white, yellow antlers. I mean. That safety was not hard to come off, was it? He had a halo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, When you click that safety off, night, night. He had an aura. And he literally just, he come around that big, big autumn olive bush and just, he circled around. I I hear Matt just go, oh, man, he's huge. (laughs) (laughs) I say, yeah, I I said, be ready. And. And he, he actually, when he come around that bush, he was probably 18 or 20 yards. And he comes straight at, like, he, we have a little path that comes under. It's like a natural path. We didn't mow it or mm-hmm. anything. It's just like an opening and everything. Mm-hmm. And he staring down that, like, almost there's a door or something down there. And he turns to go, like, go with the eight, mm-hmm. go over to all the does out in the middle of the field. And as he turns, he's going back behind the automobile, so I just stick him right in it was it was a marginal shot it was like a liver gut shot kind of and it broke a rib and punctured the gut mm-hmm. so you're, you're yeah. a little touch your back. surroundings yep. yeah yeah so, he had to shoot when he did though that's mm-hmm. the i even only said shot he had he didn't hear me but i said now or never because i i knew it was done because no you just i just hear no no like, yeah now. that's well, I said now or never first, and mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. I go no, 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 because I knew it was like, man, he's going to get behind that, and, and he knew it already. He, yeah, he squeezed that off, and I couldn't tell where the arrow impacted. I could just see because you said it right at kick. right at it was dark. Like the right? last yeah, rib, it was. No. Yeah, we was just about rib. out of camera light. Everything was. That's I knew if he got away from us on that point, he was done for that night. And then we had to pretty much walk through him mm. to get out of that stand. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Which, this no, is not good. a good situation. No, no, it was kind of a go for broke thing when we went in and. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes experience to know when to do that shot too. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times that it's not perfect, and you know, I you, knew it wasn't going to be perfect because he wasn't broadside any of the time. So mm-hmm. yeah. he was either quarter straight at us. I was tempted because the thing's so accurate; it 
shoots within an inch at 20 yards easy. Yeah, yeah. the so youngest I was just squeeze it right in between the shoulder and the chest, but I had if right. it was a gun, I would have shot it instantly right there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah that, that's the thing, yeah. you know. It's uh, that's the old saying where a gun hunter's hunt ends, uh, mm-hmm. a bow hunter's hunt begins. Yeah, so yeah it's, exactly. Yeah. You know, you. I, I'm impressed with you for sure. So mm-hmm. you, you make this shot you, you, last minute. It's getting close. You're running out of light. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Now we remember the day that deer got killed because we were doing a podcast with the other half of the Mile Time Club, Ross Bigger. Yeah. Ross is in the studio when this happened, but that's not besides the fact. Yeah. All right. That we'll talk about that. But yeah. We'll we'll get to that. You get an, you get an arrow on this deer, and then what happens? I am pumped, but yet disappointed because I knew the shot wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Wasn't well, perfect. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't perfect. that. It bad, wasn't but... bad. It got the liver, and he was gonna die for sure. But there was we got a stand, and when it hit the gut, like the slick trick pulled everything out of mm-hmm. it, like with the gut, and it just blocked everything up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all we found is like, I think four dots in a two hundred yard. Beanfield. Really? So we basically just scanned that whole area. And Dad, what he did was he went down. This is the He wanted to have morning. the camera there to have my reaction. I didn't know it at the time. He said, no luck yet. I call him asking if we're gonna about, if we're about ready to go. Just wait till Ross can come there with a camera or something. He's like, yeah, we'll just wait till he can get here with a camera or something. Try to find it then. So I, we just leave the crossbow camera, everything there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he gets there. Ross does. He meets us there, and Dad already found the deer by now. So it was down there in the creek, like way down this hill. It didn't go 250 yards or so. Went 200 across the bean field and then 50 yards right into the timber. Yeah. <laughs> and he was down there, just dead and stiff. Everything <laughs> like he died a while ago. Uh huh. So we get down there, and. What happened was we were up on this hilltop. Like, I didn't even see it. I was literally like five yards away from him. I was looking at Ross. <laughs> the deer was on the backside of Ross. And he looks back into the stupid look on his face. I didn't I didn't notice it at the time until... Typical of Ross, uh, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. so, be like trashing our sponsors of the show now. <laughs> but uh, he... Like, has this stupid look on his face. I didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. Why he had a look on his face. So I didn't think anything of it, and then me and Dad, Dad just said, come up here, so that way Ross can get a better camera angle or something of us looking for it. Uh-huh. And so we do, and then he's like, look down at Ross. He <laughs> thinks I should already be able to see it, and he's like, no, look behind Ross, I guess. <laughs> and I see it, and we're up on this cliff, so I couldn't go down to it, so I had to take the long way around oh, and everything else man. to go down no. to it. Right. That's got to be the longest walk of your young life. Yeah, he was speechless. I had oh, to, like, is that what happened? He's just sitting there just I didn't talk. gawking at it. He's just looking. He's like into trance. And finally I said, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> he's like, I had to get something out of him. Oh, huh? yeah, I had to because it's just like he's going to sit there and stare at it all day without saying a word. I think yeah. I would do the same thing. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah, much why not? I, uh, I would cry. I really would yeah, cry. Was, I think I would for real. What, what I almost you? did when I found it originally because at that point, when when we watched the video back, and that's the nice thing with video is you can rewind yeah, it yep, and go absolutely. frame by frame. But with it being dark enough that we had the gain turned up on the camera, it gets a little grainy. Yep, mm-hmm. and sure. so between the graininess and that bush, I couldn't see for sure where he hit. I felt like he hit it, like center punched it, and it was quartering 
slightly away, so I thought, well, it should be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we got out in that field, and there's there's just nothing. And, and I knew exactly where he went in, and I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Well, when I found the deer, when, when Matt was still up the hill, and, I mean, at that point, it's like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yep. And I was in the lowest of lows right then. I mean, I just thought, because I knew how excited he was about this mm-hmm. deer. He was, he couldn't sleep all night. He even told me, oh. he said, because I made him wait till the next morning, because I said, well, being back, I said, we don't want to risk bumping him out. Said, mm-hmm. Let's just get, no get it till morning. It's cold yep. out. Yep. So we went in the morning and and we go and it's I'm hoping he's just going to stop in that draw and die. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of looked everywhere I thought that he should be and he wasn't there, and I couldn't find any trace of him. And I'm thinking this is bad, but I just kind of go back to the old instinct, follow the water. So I I followed the water. There was two separate um, little feeder creeks that come into this draw. So the first one I followed where I thought he went, he wasn't there. He was in the second one. So he really wasn't very far from me. But mm-hmm. at that point we'd been looking for 25 or 30 minutes and not found a thing. So mm-hmm. I was sure it was, it was done. I was like, Oh man, he got out of this draw. He's in somehow. the next County. Yeah. And, and it's wide open fields beyond that for a long ways. And I thought this isn't good. And then there's a housing development. And right. I thought, so when I seen that thing, after being at the lowest lows and all of a sudden I see just tines. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Oh man, there he is. And I just about lost it. And I oh. kind of pulled myself together and I went back and I said, Matt, I said, I think I found a little blood down at the Creek. Let's just see if we can get some more help from Ross. And <laughs> yeah. So that's where it comes back yeah. into Matt's story. We got Ross there and it was, it was uh. funny because my wife went out with this and, Oh, and, she was awesome. there at the recovery? Yeah, she went with yeah. this. Oh, no she, kidding. That's and, I, cool. and she knew the deer was dead, too, because yeah. I told her she's the only one. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. I told Ross, I, the yeah, only yeah. one that didn't know was Matt. I said, so Ross, he's trying to get all these different angles, and he's literally, yeah. he's like, well, I'm going to get you guys coming up this creek. And, and I didn't tell him where it was, and I'm like, ooh, he's going right to it. And Ross doesn't even realize he went and stood like. A right. foot and a half from the deer because there's a big brush pile. And mm-hmm. he didn't even see it. Yeah, and yeah. he's standing there. He's so focused <laughs> on the camera. And I'm trying to get his attention because I'm thinking Matt's going to pretty much walk right into Ross before mm-hmm. he ever sees it. So I said, Ross. And he's like, yeah. And I, I like gave a little point And he he turns he, and his eyes just turn huge. He's like, oh, and that's <laughs> yeah. what, what Matt seen. He's seen his eyes get all bugged out because yeah, Ross he- is like, whoa, there he is right there. And. So. I, I remember you telling us that, and uh, you know it, it was such a cool story because uh, when we were doing a podcast with Ross, he was like, he goes, if we get done with the podcast, he just looks at his phone, he goes, Matt just shot a monster. <laughs> I was like, oh, no kidding. And uh, I, I guess I didn't know he was in the cast at this time. I was like, that's awesome. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, Clark's thinking this deer is this big and whatever. I'm like, man, it's super cool. Well, come to my surprise, yeah, all of a sudden we look at the pictures the next day. I'm like, oh, my God. It yeah. was that big. I was like, it was that good big for Lord. Sure. And, you know, that's still one of my favorite stories. That you, like, I, I remember you telling us, it was just like, he was walking down, you know, and Ross knew the deer was dead and just, like, standing so close. But it's, like, so weird how the deer could be so massive but just piled up right yeah. there. And you wouldn't even see it. And, uh, you know, I... I was like, man, I, I wish that whole experience would have been on camera. I, I would have loved to see Ross's reaction and then, then a little mad <laughs> like reaction. Like a third angle. Yeah, we need yeah. a third angle or yeah. something. Yeah, you guys should have pulled out the drone for that one. The drone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys should have pulled fun. out the drone. I, I think drones are going to take over, like, tracking deer. I can just see Ross's that's, face, though, no, like, when he gets not. that big bug eye. Just, oh, yeah, just. <laughs> that's Like, that's, that's one of did. his signature faces, I yeah. think. <laughs> well, the thing is, I... I get emotional, like I get really emotional with with deer, um, 
And pe- people that don't bow hunt don't understand it. Obviously, if you made it an hour and five minutes into this podcast, you obviously are a part of the culture and you get how oh, emotional yeah. some people can get. But yep. I, I seriously think I, I just, I don't know. I put so much into it mentally that I kind of drive myself a little nuts mm-hmm. that even, you know, if I can kill a four and a half year old or older mm-hmm. on, you know, I don't have a whole lot of ground now. I'm I'm happier than hell. Yeah, you know, and and sure. that that deer right there, man, is what dreams are made of. I uh-huh. hope you kill a bigger one one day, Matt. But um, I, I wish you good luck, buddy. Hey, hey Kirk, <laughs> can, can I ask you this? How much of and and Eric and Clark, I'll ask you, how much of yourself do you see in little Matt right now? Everyone here, I see a lot. Everyone I, here, I, I feel you're definitely way ahead of my game when I was thir- you're thirteen. Oh. You're definitely oh, ahead sure. of my game. Way ahead of us. I uh, I started a little later than you, a few years later, um, which I still started young compared to a lot of people. So a lot of people didn't get into bow hunting until their late late teens, like 18, 19. Well, that's me. I, I started gun hunting when I was Matt's age, and I didn't start bow hunting until, what, four years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Steve too, you're way I ahead mean, of me. I, I started bow hunting when I was... I think my first like legitimate full season was I was thirteen or fourteen. I don't remember which. Yeah, that's I was about twelve. I had a strange path into into bow hunting. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story, but it it's funny. Uh-huh. Um, oh, we're taking it way back now, huh? Hey, here yeah, we go. go back. I was eleven years old. Hold on, old. Matt. Hold on oh. to this one, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the the, the he models he hadn't even been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was like Matt. I was I lived for anything, but I was at that point not deer hunting yet. I was just just squirrels mostly was uh-huh. my specialty, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I could kill squirrels all day long with my pellet gun and everything. And I got my first four ten, um, when I was eleven. The single shot four ten, single nice. shot yep. four ten. That's, oh, everyone, that's everyone's kid. I mean, yeah, I've never, like owned four, I've never owned a four. I've never owned a four. I love four tens, man. So, I want one. I want one too. And I had carried a, a twenty gauge for a couple of years, and uh, I thought basically I was ready for my own gun. So I I bought my gun with my birthday money and. And me and my dad went and picked it out, and that was in September. So we're out squirrel hunting, and this is uh, November. That was back in colony money, man. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the pil- that was pilgrim money. They traded for pelts back then. It wasn't yeah, money. Yeah, it was literally when a buck was a Clark buck Clark is not even an old guy. Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> if, anyone's over, if anyone's over 30, Steve's like, pretend, <laughs> like pretends they're like dirt old. Like, uh, <laughs> this dude's Herman Munster old. <laughs> well, this is where it gets good, and it gets unbelievable, but it, this is what happened. We, yeah. we were sitting there. And I was had my feet kind of kicked out on this log, and uh, I see a squirrel. So you know the single shot. I pulled the hammer back, and at yep, that time I had yep. it kind of across my lap. Well, next thing I know, I see the squirrel pop up along the log, and I go to shoulder the gun, and the next thing I know, the gun goes off right into my foot. <sighs> I mean, literally. And I think what happened is it <laughs> caught my. I was wearing my dad's hunting coat and it was kind of bunched up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I just felt something catch, and literally, it like made the gun go oh, down. No way. And my finger, I was on the trigger, and, and it like squeezed you into it. Yeah, and I blew a hole straight through my foot. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, it so was, this is the, like the whole was, like don't shoot your eye out. But yeah, don't, don't shoot, shoot your, your foot I, off. I blew a yeah, hole through my foot. foot. So at that point, nobody in my family had ever touched a bow. Well, my mom made the rule. I mean, I was in the hospital for <laughs> for weeks, and it ended up when I come out, she says, no more guns, period. And so oh, I had to find a new way to hunt. Yeah. 
And my dad said, you know, maybe someday we'll get you back in a gun. We better stick to what your mom's saying for now. If anything else would happen, I'd be in huge trouble. Yeah, because she was the only one allowed to have a gun in the house. Because yeah. it, it was her so, fault. Yeah, 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 of course, it's dad's fault. Yeah, it's dad's fault. Yeah, <laughs> he took, for, yeah, sure, but, for sure. So oh, I got my first wow. bow um, for Christmas when I was 11. And then I, I basically was a self-taught bow hunter. I mean, I just... That I was would so cool. And I was Saul spot and stock. I think, you can imagine I, yeah, that. I think that might be the best bow hunting story <laughs> that I've is, ever heard. I love that. But, but how many years of spot and stock of failure did it take before you killed one? Uh, it took a long time. I mean, I flung a lot of arrows because I was purely instinct. I was shooting a compound bow, mm. and it was from J.C. Penney's. It was called a mm. Indian Stalker. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, an yeah, Indian man. stalker. I, yeah. I got a. How long was the stabilizer look at, look on that? that up right now. <laughs> there was there was no stabilizer. He shot back tension with that thing. Too. Was there even a sight on it? <laughs> there was I'm a slot like it was like plastic. The bow, the riser felt like Single it was like pin. plastic like almost composite. Yeah, it was some kind of composite, but it's like almost rubbery. I've still got the bow. Do you really? you really? No, you Wait, don't. Is it it's the got black like one a, downstairs? Yeah, it's the black one, and it's 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 got like a it's got the old steel cables on it and everything and. Nuh-uh. Yeah, so... That's so send us cool. a picture of that. I just would walk around, and basically, in my yard, I could get to where I could just instinctively shoot right off the riser. Nobody taught me about sight pins or sure. rests or anything. Plus, yeah. the technology wasn't anywhere close to what it is oh, now. for sure. But yeah. the, there wasn't that many bow hunters, so it was... It was... Wow. I mean, this is back in the mid-'80s. This is the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> and, uh, you know so what? The best hunting But it story. gets cool. even better, because it's like father, like son. Dad accidentally... B- Blows a hole in his foot, gets into bow hunting. Son disrespects dad's wishes and goes BMX racing and breaks his arm and shoots a monster deer. There man, you that, go. That, that, that is super cool, man. Well, I really wouldn't change it. I mean, I got a funny toe now, but the uh, at the end of the day, I, I spent a lot of years just out. We had timber behind the house, and it was in-town timber that kind of bled into. And at the time, anybody, you'd just say, I'm going to go bow hunting. And they would be like, seriously, go have at it. Because they knew I wasn't going to kill anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I had like a thousand acres right by my house that I could just pretty much start walking from in town, follow the little draw, just and walk. And I just basically sneak around. I got to where I could sneak up on deer pretty good. Uh And then I'd fling one way over their back or something. And I just kept... I knew sooner or later I was going to finally get one. And hey, I like find, father, like son. That's the next, next aspect of the show. You got to start <laughs> stalking them. Yeah, so, it was awesome. So I, you finally connect one? I or? finally connected on one, and I was so pumped up when I finally got one. And uh, the next year I was still doing that, and my my gym teacher – this is in junior high. Was it Leonard Skinner? Kind of looked like it. Good <laughs> <No>. reference. <laughs> that's, that's solid. I like it. Uh, so he he actually was hunting the same property. He shotgun hunted the property where one of the properties that I could walk around on. And he says, uh, and I think half of this wasn't educational. I think it was, please quit walking around the timbers all the time. But he says, uh, have you ever considered a tree stand? And I said, no. He said, yeah, you just put up a little spot. He said, get your little platform up in the tree and just couple, sit there. A couple thinking, of two-by-fours. Yeah, and how are you going to see anything doing that? The, <laughs> dude, the next day at school, instead of like the rope climb where he made everyone come around, he's like, all right, guys, we're going out to the <laughs> out of the tree out here. Cummings, uh, you're climbing the tree. And he blows a whistle and makes him climb it. And he's like, what was I can't the, get uh, to the tree stand. What was the brand of tree stand, the big one? At that time, do you remember? The first one I got. two by fours. No, well, that's what it very first was. We built them ourselves. And then uh, my first portable was an Amacker. If you remember those, yeah, it was. uh, Uh -uh. That's before me. It was 
really way ahead of its time. It was pretty pretty basic to what they are now, but it was the only one out. I, w- I killed a couple of bucks out of the stand. Um, some some guys that hunt for a long time on a property I used to hunt in Fulton County had some stands. One was bright red. I don't know if they had painted it, but it had ca- uh, the chain, little tiny platform, and little steel seat that stuck out about that far with a glued about three four inches with a glued like foam pad on it and it was just like it was aluminum i can't remember what brand it was those guys would know i should email one of them and find out out. uh, it was an old school stand bright red (laughs) what color it was i don't know if they had painted it but it was all the paint was wearing off and you could see the aluminum shine underneath but i killed some deer out of it yeah it was it was a cool journey really because i kind of went from matt's age and just spotting stalking and not having any luck for three years and just flinging arrows and then i kind of went into the tree stand then you kind of start reading about the scent control and yeah you know, at that yeah. time nobody was doing scent control stuff around us and people no, would make you, fun of me like you're my still dad's wearing buddy. flannels back then yeah pretty much oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i had the one piece camo tree bark suit oh yeah I thought oh I was on top of the boy world. do you still have that no, I wish I did. <laughs> That'd it was be that awesome. Real big, gaudy looking. Oh, for sure. Stuff, but it the was great. Awesome, yeah, oh yeah. The they, retro camo is coming back, man. I love yeah, it. It is. It's awesome. I love hearing that stuff. I love oh, hearing the old fun. stories. Yeah, this, is, cool. this is what we do, though. The hunting camp stories. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, right I can't. I can't wait till Matt is like fifty. Somehow we're all still alive. We'll and be Matt's like probably still sitting here. We'll be eighty. We'll probably be like one hundred fifty years old when he's fifty and. They'll be talking. Yeah, I remember we used. We're not uh, fifty years old right now, boys. I don't know if you realize how the he's thirteen. Yeah, but like it feels like the, like the older you get, when the he's fa- fifty, we'll be like eighty. No, the, the, the older you get, the older you get, the faster time goes by. But so by the time he is fifty, we'll feel like a hundred. He's thirteen years younger than us. It's not that much, dude. We're it is, great. but it's not. Oh boy, no. it's, it is, but it's yeah. not. It's we're not. I we're mean, not that old. The, the right. thing is now is. I love hearing that story, and then we hear Matt's story. Mm-hmm. And, but but it is funny because when yeah when Matt is, you know, in ten years from now, when you're twenty three and we're what, however old we are, and it's going to seem yeah. funny when you look back because right now I'm twenty six. I look back on my first bows when I had like a Hoyt Ultra Sport, and you know it's not that much different. But when you look at them now, they look way older. Yeah, sure. And yeah. they've just come so far. But I wonder now because when I look at bows now in the market, I'm like, what, what, what's next? Like, how can it get better? Yeah, Ma- Matt's gonna be like bragging, like, oh, I remember I shot Elite when they were single limbs, <laughs> or when they weren't split limbs. Yes, <laughs> they didn't. Even, Elite didn't even have split limb at the time, but now they do. It, you know, it, but what's gonna? You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's way different than what it was when you know when my uncles bow hunted back in the day, and when yeah. you bow hunted back in the day, it's. It's yeah. just a different game. I want, do you think it'll still have that vibe? Like, you know, will Matt be able to say one day, back in the day when I started, oh, for sure. we had this? Yeah. You think? I, oh, yeah. I hope oh, yeah. so. I hope so, too. That's the best part, really, looking back on everything. Uh-huh. It's, it's so fun. I mean, hunt, hunting is awesome, but it's also awesome that you can you have these stories to tell. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Matt's first buck, we all remember our first buck to mm-hmm. a T. That's like, the that, thing, man. That's, that's, nothing first... you'll, that's something you'll never forget. I feel like I'm kind of disrespecting my first buck with a Kitchen Deers. I love the Kitchen Deers hat, but I threw that I threw that hat on the mount there. But I've had people in the studio, I won't name their names, like, cute deer. I'm like, well, I just so you know, it's the first buck I've ever shot. So if you want to be an a-hole about it, <laughs> yeah. we can have a yeah. discussion. You know what I mean? Like, I was... So proud to shoot that deer, it's man. Still comparable I, to the deer you shoot now. I had a funny thing about my first buck. I missed a way bigger one right before it. it just went off. 
Oh, you lost your headphones? Yeah. Really? Oh, that, that was you. Uh-oh. Is that Steve? I'm back. Are you back? Are you oh, back? hey. Clark lost his headphones. Are you... Hey, Clark, you're back? Hey, hey. I'm back. How's it going? Um, I lost but... you guys for a minute. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. We'll always bring you back in, Clark. <laughs> Is there something we missed, Matt or Clark, that we need to cover? Or I don't think so. Not really, no. How was okay, it? No, I got a question. Oh, okay. I got a question. What is your dream hunt? What's the most... Boom. What hunt do you want to do besides whitetail, turkeys, something around here? Do you want to kill a deer bigger than your dad? That's not... I mean, that's not, that's not a dream hunt. I mean, <laughs> Let's hear the dream Maybe hunt. it hasn't already um, happened. I don't know your biggest deer, Clark. It doesn't matter, but... Is that one bigger? Yeah, his, he's got me beat up. My, my best one was uh, 180. Oh, yes. So he's, I love that. Now we know who he's the man of the, the house man. is. Yeah. <laughs> What's your dream hunt, Matt? Uh, probably like a bear slash fishing trip or a moose hunt or elk. Kind of all over. I'd like, like to go it. out to Colorado predator hunting and like going after mountain lions. Oh, dude, I want to shoot a mountain stuff. lion so bad. Definitely cool. An yeah, elk. For sure. I'd say, man, that can easily happen for you. You're 13 mm-hmm. years old. Yep. I uh, started applying for preference points now because I'm just now starting this year to do it. So. <laughs> How old do you have yeah. to be to apply for preference points? Is there an know. age limit on that? I, I because a, at 13 years old, dude, the, the, you could probably get you a have doll a, sheep in your lifetime. I would think <laughs> if you can buy a hunting license or... If you're old enough and you have a social security long, number. It, no, as long as you have a hunter safety course, I think you could do it. I think yeah. so. Clark, sign him up. Yeah, I need to start doing that, actually. What you is this pre- thing? Preference points. Well, so we'll, can, we'll get you taken uh, care of. You yeah. don't worry about that. But if you that start applying you now, by the time you're 30, you'll be able to kill a 200-inch mule deer in the Utah Strip. Yeah. And that'd be you the know? one you, you And your dad won't be able to. You, could, <laughs> you, <laughs> you might that. be able to kill a mule deer bigger than your whitetail. By that mm-hmm. point, <laughs> we're thinking, so, we're thinking this whitetail in the studio is mid 190s is what we're thinking. Mid high 190s. Yeah, that's, it's, that's what I roughed him at. I hope, I hope I'm on. I don't know what yeah. it'll net down to, but, but it, gross. Ma- it makes his chair look tiny. Yeah, yes, it's, it's a monster. We'll take some pictures. We, uh, we'll put it on our working class boner Snapchat, which is wcb podcast at snapchat so Adam, um, that's we should probably put out. that on have we put it on our social media yeah, I did that. I think so. okay. um where can people find respect the game we have the link to the facebook and in the website but on instagram also uh yeah you can you can get on it's i think it's just under respect the game on instagram and uh we we recently kicked off a new website and then you can go to the elite website mm-hmm. and if you go on elite episode. archery's website you can find uh I have a link to our show, so... Okay. All right. And you can watch our previous episodes. It won't show any of this year's yet until the season's completely Mm -hmm. done. Then they'll download those to the show. But you can watch any of our previous stuff. I'm not sure if you know yet, but will it be on uh, My Outdoor TV, the app, the Outdoor Sportsman Channel app? I imagine 12 Uh, months after airing it will be. Yeah, I think afterwards it will be. So far it's not. And I think Matt's episode. I, I'm not. Don't quote me on this, but it may be next week that it that it airs. Oh, that quick! Yeah. Wow. Oh, we yeah. better have a maybe. party. We better have a party. Yep. I don't have cable, so yeah. I, my outdoor TV is my source for outdoor television. Well, the right only now, one that so. has cable here is Clark, so we gotta go to his yeah, house. Come yeah, on exactly. Over. We should have a watch party. <laughs> hey, are you gonna have a watch party? Was it Thursdays? Tuesdays. Tuesdays, yeah, yeah, we'll be there. It's yeah. like Tuesday, either Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday and Sunday, Sunday or something. Tuesday, like what time? I have to look. Um, Eight o'clock, is it, Matt? Well, he's got to be in bed at seven fifty. Right? He's, yeah. he's, chug- he's chugging that <laughs> he beer. Right. Watch that night. So <laughs> he, he's chugging that beer right now. It turned out. <laughs> no, I will say it, it's the hunt itself for Matt's deer is going to be a little, 
a little short just because of how everything played out. But um, I, I haven't seen the episode yet, so I don't know how Paul has got it put together. But he yeah. said it turned out pretty good. Cool. Um, all things considering, and he uh, just—it's hunting, so you just take what you can get. Oh, for sure. We wasn't going to pass sure. him up at that point. I yeah, mean, yeah. no way. Um, Matt's over here live. What are you laughing at? It's probably your favorite store right there. Huh? What? Wait, my favorite store? What? Bath and Body Works. Oh, oh, get out of here. Why is he looking at me? <laughs> this isn't even my house, dude. Why would I have a Bath and Body? He's looking at me like... Yeah, Steve's it's, getting it's ripped over here. Yeah, I, love I love it. it. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Kurt's house. This is Kurt's favorite store. Yeah. Hey, Steve uh, about the candle. Look, Steve's just lucky he's able to come here and do the podcast every week. I know. So, Matt, uh, I think you, you need to go hunting with him to teach you. A few I know, man. Why don't you go teach me how to kill big deer like this? You got, you got anything you want to add? Not really. No. I got one question for you, Matt. You think you get Steve in a tree stand? Yeah, you'd have to hold it. <laughs> you're gonna have to pretend the same bro- both my arms are broken. <laughs> you're gonna have to have the same pulley system. Yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to get like hooked up to a truck. Yes. Hey, you're gonna and have to get put a cherry blue- picker up there. <laughs> or- cherry picker. Yeah. No, I, I'm thinking like a full on crane. Yeah, you're, there, dude, you're gonna have go. to get humpback whale pound tension uh, pound test line is to get me up in there. Get the get the genie. <laughs> if man I can lift get up there, there, you can get up there. I'm I'm big and old, so. I'm uh, He's fat short nimble. and fat, so yeah. I'm scared of the dark. Yeah. I am dark. not afraid of the dark. You are scared of the dark. I'm you not afraid of the too. dark. There ain't nothing that scares me in this world. Scared is horrified <laughs> of the dark. Okay, I, I don't think... turn that light off, though. <laughs> Check out uh, workingclassbowhunter.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, new on Snapchat. Um, we did set a date for the Working Class Bowhunter yes. shoot. That's S-H-E-W-T. Um, May 6th. It's a we're gonna do it as like kind of like a private event, yep. um, invite only. In, invite only. If mm. you are interested, there is still space available. You need to private message us. We'll send you the link with the password to access the site. Um, it's twenty five dollars. That goes towards Dark Horse Lodge, yep. um, mm-hmm. raising money for combat veterans. Um, Fourteen and over. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just scared he's going to be out shooting you the whole time. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, yeah, let us know if you'd like to go to that. It's going to be a good time. Um, respect the game. Got the link in the description of the episode. Yep. You guys got anything else real quick? I think that's it. I think just other than we appreciate you having us. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming. Yeah, Matt, how was it, your first podcast? Pretty good. Was it what Pretty you good. expected, or yeah. was it more or less, or just what you thought? Oh, I thought. The real question is... Are, what, what, what did you think? Would it be good? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. The real question yeah. is, are you going to come back again if we invite you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Attaboy. Okay. Awesome. That's, what, that's what we want to hear. He's that's like, yeah, I can, I can give you guys some of my knowledge. <laughs> He's well, kind of like Ricky Bobby at first. He's like holding his hands like, like I don't what know do I do with my, my hands? hands. <laughs> Not sure what to do. <laughs> that the, that, car, the, the deer the deer in real good. That's every first guest <laughs> on our podcast. They're like, yeah, uh, this is weird. What are you guys doing? You guys are... Uh, okay, I get what you're doing. Then yeah, you warm up yeah. a little bit. We appreciate you. Um, I admire you. I admire your uh, your interest as a young bow hunter. Um, mm-hmm. You are the future of this whole sport. Yep. So we got to yep. thank you for that. So don't ruin it. And uh, <laughs> we got to thank everyone for listening to the podcast yeah, and guys, everyone you. that has supported us, all our supporters. Thank and you. Uh, we thank love you. you. And we inspire. Well, we hope we inspire you to go shoot your bow. We love you. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.